0: Good morning, and welcome to Simply Science. It's Wednesday, January 31st. On today's show, scientists pinpoint the growth of the brain's cerebellum as the key to the evolution of bird flight, and they identify how fasting may protect against inflammation. Plus, they think they've finally solved the millennia-old mystery of why bugs flock to your porch light. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Science. We start off with a significant discovery by evolutionary biologists at Johns Hopkins Medicine who have made strides in understanding how the brains of birds evolved to enable them to fly. They have identified an adaptive increase in the size of the cerebellum, a brain region responsible for movement and motor control, as a key factor. The research, which combines modern PET scan imaging data of pigeons with the fossil record, is published in the Proceedings of the Royal Society B. Here to delve deeper into this topic is our correspondent Michael.
1: Indeed, David. The cerebellum has long been thought to play a crucial role in bird flight, but direct evidence was lacking. The researchers at Johns Hopkins used PET scans to compare brain activity in pigeons before and after flight. They found that the cerebellum had statistically significant increases in activity levels between resting and flying. So, how does this finding relate to the evolution of bird flight? The researchers linked their findings in modern birds to the fossil record, showing how the brains of bird-like dinosaurs began to develop conditions for powered flight. They used a digitized database of endocasts, which are essentially molds of the internal space of dinosaur skulls. They traced a significant increase in cerebellum volume to some of the earliest species of maniraptoran and dinosaurs, which preceded the first appearances of powered flight among ancient bird relatives. What does this increase in cerebellum volume signify? An increase in cerebellum volume, along with an increase in tissue folding in the cerebellum, indicates increasing brain complexity. This suggests that the cerebellum's development played a crucial role in enabling powered flight. Are there any limitations to these findings? Yes, the researchers caution that these are early findings. Changes in brain activity during powered flight could also occur during other behaviors, such as gliding. The tests involved straightforward flying, without obstacles, and with an easy flight path. Other brain regions may be more active during complex flight maneuvers. The research team plans to pinpoint precise areas in the cerebellum that enable a flight-ready brain and the neural connections between these structures. What
0: are the broader implications of this research?
1: This research helps us understand evolutionary history and the development of complex behaviors like flight. It also underscores the importance of the cerebellum in motor control. The researchers at Johns Hopkins are leveraging a wide-ranging set of tools and technology to link their findings to fundamental research on how the brain works. Thanks for that enlightening report,
0: Michael. Now, let's shift our focus from the skies to our own bodies. Cambridge scientists have potentially discovered a new way that fasting helps reduce inflammation, a potentially damaging side effect of the body's immune system that underlies a number of chronic diseases. The team describes how fasting raises levels of a chemical in the blood known as arachidonic acid, which inhibits inflammation. This could also help explain some of the beneficial effects of drugs, such as aspirin. Here to discuss this further is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply Science. Can you tell us more about this study and its findings? Certainly,
2: David. Scientists have known for a while that our diet, especially a high-calorie Western diet, can increase our risk of diseases like obesity, type 2 diabetes, and heart disease, which are linked to chronic inflammation in the body. Inflammation is our body's natural response to injury or infection, but it can also be triggered by other mechanisms, including the inflammasome, which acts like an alarm within our body's cells, triggering inflammation to help protect our body when it senses damage.
0: So how does fasting come into play here?
2: Fasting can help reduce inflammation, but the reason why has not been clear. To help answer this question, a team led by Professor Claire Bryant and colleagues at the University of Cambridge and National Institute for Health in the US studied blood samples from a group of 21 volunteers who ate a 500 kcal meal and then fasted for 24 hours before consuming a second 500 kcal meal.
0: And what did they find?
2: The team found that restricting calorie intake increased levels of a lipid known as arachidonic acid. Lipids are molecules that play important roles in our bodies, such as storing energy and transmitting information between cells. As soon as individuals ate a meal again, levels of arachidonic acid dropped. When the researchers studied arachidonic acid's effect in immune cells cultured in the lab, they found that it turns down the activity of the NLRP3 inflammasome. This surprised the team, as arachidonic acid was previously thought to be linked with increased levels of inflammation, not decreased levels.
0: That's fascinating. So what could be the implications of these findings?
2: These findings could potentially explain the anti-inflammatory effects of fasting and why drugs like aspirin, which also increase levels of arachidonic acid, have beneficial effects. It could also lead to new therapeutic approaches for diseases linked to chronic inflammation, such as obesity, type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and even neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's.
0: Thanks for that report, Celeste. Now, let's switch gears to a different kind of scientific mystery. Scientists have long been puzzled by the attraction of insects to artificial light. Now, a team of researchers has observed unusual flight patterns in insects flying toward artificial lights at night, suggesting that bugs use light to determine which way is up and help them fly straight. Here with us to delve deeper into this is our correspondent from Simply Science. Can you tell us more about this study and its findings?
3: Certainly. The team, led by Sam Fabian, a postdoctoral research associate at Imperial College London, used high-speed video cameras to observe the movements of flying insects, like butterflies, moths, and dragonflies, at night. They noticed that the insects would turn their back toward the light, and if that light was below or horizontal to their flight path, it often caused them to fly in circles or crash. It seems they were using the light source as a way to orient themselves to the sky. That's fascinating. So they were essentially using the light to determine their direction. Exactly. When insects get too close to artificial light, they can become almost trapped by it. The researchers believe that the insects want their dorsal surface, or top surface, to face the light. This behavior has been observed in fish, but this is the first time it's been shown in nocturnal insects around artificial light.
0: And how does this relate to the insects' ability to navigate?
3: Many animals, including insects, rely on gravity and visual cues to orient themselves. One way some insects stay oriented is by using something called dorsal light response. They need to know which way is up to be able to fly level to the ground and bank left. A reliable source of that information would be where the light is coming from, the sky. When confronted with a different light source, the insects try to face the top of their body toward that light, and can then become confused or crash. So the insects are using the light as a sort of compass. But what about the theory that
0: insects use the moon for navigation?
3: That's a common theory. But the researchers tested it and found that some insects started traveling in a different direction when a new light source switched on. This suggests that they're not using the moon as a compass, but rather, they're using light to determine which way is up.
0: What implications does this study have for our understanding of insects and their behavior?
3: Understanding why insects are attracted to artificial light could have practical benefits, such as helping to prevent the indiscriminate killing of insects by bug zappers. It could also help us understand how light pollution is impacting the way insects navigate through their environments. On a more theoretical level, learning more about insect flight could help engineers design flying cars one day. For now, a simple mitigation technique would be to consider the direction of outdoor bulbs. Pointing them downwards could reduce the number of insects attracted to these lights.
0: Thanks for that fascinating study, Abby. Speaking of health-related developments, let's shift our focus to a major concern in contact sports, concussions. A dentist has developed a product that claims to prevent concussions. The Power Plus Mouth Guard priced under $60, is based on the physiological position of the jaw. Here to discuss this further
4: is our correspondent, Bella. Can you tell us more about this product and how it works? Certainly, David. The Power Plus mouth guard is the brainchild of Dr. Michael Hutchison. He claims that there's a 99.8% chance of preventing a concussion when the jaw is in a certain position. The mouth guard is designed to keep the jaw in this position which is believed to dissipate the forces of a concussion and divert them away from the brain.
0: Interesting. And how did Dr. Hutcheson come up with this concept?
4: Dr. Hutchison initially invented this for TMJ patients. He found that the physiological jaw position not only strengthens the neck, but also increases muscle function throughout the body. This can result in improved athletic performance, such as running faster and jumping higher. Additionally, having the mouth guard on the lower teeth opens up the airways, increasing oxygen intake. And what has been the response from athletes? The response has been positive. Former NFL offensive tackle and center for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Marks Ogden, is a big fan of the PowerPlus Plus mouth guard. He has experienced several concussions throughout his career and believes this small, inexpensive tool could make a significant difference for future football players.
0: That's certainly promising. But what about the scientific community? Has there been any independent verification of these
4: claims? The article doesn't mention any independent verification of Dr. Hutchison's claims. However, given the potential impact of this product, it's likely that further studies will be conducted to validate its effectiveness in preventing concussions. Thanks for the insights, Bella. And with that, we wrap up our
0: stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Science. We'll see you back here tomorrow.